Hi, and welcome into our podcast, The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Alan Miner. Great to be with you here on our podcast about health and wellness and having the most abundant life possible by creating great wealth in that area of your life of healthcare. Today, our guest in studio with us, Dr. Patrick Flores. Hey, Dr. Pat, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here today, Alan. Sure thing. So uh, we got an interesting topic. It's all over the news right now. And, and Dr. Pat, you have a biochemistry background. I think your undergrad degree Absolutely. was in biochemistry. So you're the man to talk about our topic today, which is opioids, uh, painkillers. And there's just so much news articles. We know these are taking so many young lives, killing people. Opioids are creating heroin addictions, methamphetamine addictions for people that can no longer get opioids. So they turn to these other meds. So we're going to talk about what these things are, why people are using them. And, you know, that's the brilliance of what we do is helping the body heal and repair on its own from the inside out. We are the solution for the opioid epidemic. And we're going to talk about that today too. So I guess the obvious question, Dr. Pat, is what the heck's an opioid? I mean, just give us the breakdown on what is it. But yeah, let's start there. All right. Opioids, opiates, you've probably heard those terms before, but they can be used interchangeably. They're both terms for substances that are derived from a poppy plant. So we think of poppy seeds and people think like, can you get high from poppy seeds or have some kind of drug effect? By the way, does that give you a positive Drug test if you eat poppy seeds? On no, that's, that's a myth. No, it's um, what the opiates are derived from is from opium. So it's part of like the pot of that. And it produces kind of like latex kind of substance when dried. It's what makes opium, the raw opium. And opium has probably about 10 to 12% in there is morphine. And then a lot of these other drugs, recreational drugs, prescription drugs, they're derived from that kind of morphine, from opium, from, or they could even use the raw opium for or as a drug too. Because of its effects. So they kind of amp up and amplify the properties of, like, is that right? They like distill it down and make a really strong substances? Yeah. Or yeah what, so what are some of them called? I mean, other common terms of those meds. We don't commonly think of these things as like being related to heroin, but heroin is actually one of, is an opiate. Okay. It's a synthetically derived opiate from morphine, from opium. Um, other terms that we have for these types of things, um, fentanyl, um, codeine, morphine, hydrocodone, oxycodone, methadone. And then even drug names like Vicodin, Percocet, Lortab, Oxycontin, those types of things, they're all under this kind of catchphrase of opioids or opiates. So, well, okay. So then what do they do? Like, so why do these affect the body? Why are they so good at helping people with pain? Why are they so addictive? Help us understand what goes on in a person's body when they take an opioid. Okay. So the major goal of opioids, um, and opioid is the actual drug term for it, like the prescription drug term. Opiates includes everything, including like opium or the natural substances from the poppy plant. But opioids refers strictly to just the pharmaceutical versions of these opiates. Um, so the ultimate goal of them is to depress your central nervous system. And your central nervous system is, of course, what we as chiropractors are concerned with. It works on controlling that information that kind of communication from your brain to your body. So it perceives sensations, it works on your muscles, it works on your autonomic nervous system. So the major goal of that is to suppress, depress, kind of cut off some of these types of sensations or um, stimulations to that central nervous system. 
Yeah, and of course, you live your life through your, neuro your neurology and pains derived, you know, in the brain. We know more and more studies show we have pain fibers called nociceptors that fire off all day long in all sorts of different joints and parts of our body. But we don't feel a lot of that pain. It's the brain that really is deciding what to listen to and how to listen to it. Can you help us understand at maybe a cellular chemical level? How is an opioid suppress pain? What goes on? What's happening down at the, at the tiniest level? Well, you actually have natural um, substances in your body to kind of depress pain. Whenever you have some kind of um, organic pain, something coming from your organs, some kind of injury, you have substances in your body that chemically bind to receptors on your nerves, in your brain, in your spinal cord, in your limbic system, in your spinal um, or brainstem to kind of suppress that pain. But these opioids, they bind to those same receptors on your nerve cells in your brain and in your spinal cord and your nervous system. And what they do, there's different types of receptors. So the three receptors we're concerned with are called the mu receptors, the delta, and kappa. And the mu receptors are the ones that are responsible for the opioids' pleasurable effects and then also for relieving pain. So that's why these things are so addicting, you know what I mean? They bind to those receptors in your brain that give you these kind of really pleasurable, really euphoric type effects, and that's why people get hooked on them. Sometimes they use them first for pain, but then they see all these other effects and stimulations that they give your body, and your body chemically can't get itself away from them. I mean, and it seems, I mean, obviously we've been around these as chiropractors. There's a lot of people that come into our clinics who are taking, you know, prescribed pain medication that are opioids. Things like Vicodin was one of them you said. Yeah. Um, it seems to me people still can function pretty normally. You know, I don't know that I'd ever look at somebody on one of those and say, wow, they seem like they're high or zoned out. I, am I right on that? I mean, it, it seems like people do keep a pretty high level of cognitive function when on these medications. Am I correct in that? Yeah, different forms have like different kind of effects on the body. You know what I mean? There's some that stimulate the body for certain amounts of time, some that do all day, certain ways that you can take them. Some people have figured out how to break up some of these medications and snort them to get the effects faster. Um, they figured out ways to kind of combine them with other things and inject it. So there's different ways it acts on the body, but again, it's acting on these same receptors to give those same type of effects. It works in your limbic system. Your limbic system of the brain controls your emotions. So it can create those types of feelings of pleasure, relaxation, um, and then also on your brainstem, that's where you have automatic processes that go on in your body. So whenever you hear like a medication that's used like for, that includes coding for a cough, that's the part of the brainstem. The brainstem is what controls cough. So it can slow breathing, it can stop a cough, it can reduce feelings of pain right there at the brainstem. But then also at the spinal cord, and that's where the nervous system receives all the messages from the body, all those sensations of pain and where it communicates to the brain. So at the spinal cord is where the opioids can decrease feelings of pain again. So it's not just for people coming off of surgeries, which of course is the common prescri um, prescribed reason for opioids. It's for pain, surgical pain, cancer pain, all these types of conditions, but then also they prescribe it for coughs, they prescribe it for the depressive or antidepressive effects. So there's a lot of different effects it has on the body. And apparently there's a lot of regulation now in opioids too, right? Because I mean, I know, uh, can you explain that a little bit? Because that's why when you start doing some research into heroin usage going up and, you know, housewives and, and, and meth uh, usage, methamphetamine, we're of course in Albuquerque, home of Breaking Bad and the crystal meth. Um, but that stuff is kind of, I think, after people are cut off, sometimes 
folks that are addicted to these substances start turning to those more dangerous forms of it. What, what are the rules? I mean, it, what, do you understand the parameters? Like, I don't understand that fully. What, what is a, a medical doctor allowed to prescribe? Is it up to their discretion? Is there a certain, it just seems like they, it's a lot more regulated than it used to be. It is starting to be a lot more regulated because of drug abuse problems, you know what I mean? As we see more problems with overdoses, as we see more problems with other diseases, HIV, hepatitis, that are coming along, or epidemics that are coming along, because people are injecting these drugs, or similar drugs to that, then that's where the FDA is coming in and starting to regulate a lot more. And just earlier in June this month, that's kind of why we brought this up and want to talk about it now, is because the FDA, for the first time in their history, they asked a pharmaceutical company to take a drug or they asked the drug company to take an opioid medication off the market because of drug abuse concerns. Which one? And that medication is called Opana ER. So it's a, for, it's a form of the painkiller um, oxymorphone. And that has been heavily abused. And I think in certain states, it was like um, Ohio, I believe, they were having problems with they're seeing a spike in HIV and hepatitis and some other blood disorders because these people were figuring out how to crush up this medication, mix it with different things and inject it. And it's causing an epidemic of different problems like that. Not only overdoses, but other diseases and processes with that. And here's just a few more interesting stats out of the CDC that just blow me away. In 2015, more than 15,000 people in the U.S. 15,000 people died from overdoses uh, involving prescription opioids. And half of all U.S. opioid overdose deaths were with prescription medication. So right person, right prescription abuse that pain med. Uh, every day, more than a thousand people are treated in emergency departments for not using prescription opioids as directed. Again, you said it, the most, most common drugs involved in these deaths are oxycodone, hydrocodone, such as Vicodin. The, the retail name on oxycodone is oxycontin and methadone. I always think of methadone as the medication they give people who are heroin addicts. heroin addicts. They're trying to get off of that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, a couple of other things. Overdose rates are highest among people aged 25 to 54. Uh, isn't that interesting? And men more likely to die from overdose, but the mortality gap between men and women is closing. There's more and more women using uh, these things. And we know in 2014, almost 2 million Americans abused or were dependent on prescription opioids. Um, wow. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a problem. Um, I think they found something you can say definitely affects the body, but it goes past a season to heal and becomes this addictive thing that gets out of control really quickly. Any other specific chemistry, biochemistry facts about opioids we need to touch on Dr. Pat before we start talking about the other end of the spectrum of how you don't go down this path? I think the important thing to remember is that once, when you're prescribed these medications, you think they're okay because it was given by your MD or whatnot, but these things are chemically just like one shift away from being heroin. And you wouldn't inject heroin, but some people just like are okay with taking these chemicals, these pills that will have the same effects or, or typically the same effects as those. And that's the part that is more concerning is that once people figure out, or once they get these addictions to these painkillers that they were prescribed by their docs for different conditions, um, they will realize soon how expensive it is to keep that up. They can't keep um, refilling their prescriptions. They have to buy them off the streets. And they, um, they finally realize that just buying heroin is cheaper. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Same effect. It's cheaper, and that's where these heroin addictions come from. The crazy thing, there's another um, stat that I want to read off. Um, this one is talking about from 94% of respondents in a 2014 survey of people in treatment for opioid addiction said they chose to use heroin because prescription opioids were far more expensive and harder to obtain. So that's 94% of respondents that are already in treatment for these opioid addictions. Some of them start with just those types of things. I could Percocet, all those types of medications that they're given after surgery or just to deal with normal pain, you know what I mean? Um, and just seeing how it's becoming an um, epidemic from this stat here is in 2010, the sales of prescription pain relievers was four times or were four times those than they were in 1999. And substance use disorder treatment admission rate was in 2009 was six times that of the 1999 rate. So you can see things are jumping up big across the board. Treatment for it, um, treatment for addictions for these things, the sales of these um, medications, the amount of people dying from these um, medications and drugs. So everything's just becoming an epidemic, and that's where we need to step in and do something about it. And that is where uh, we have a solution as chiropractors, and maybe where as chiropractors we've dropped the ball so far as standing up higher and louder on our soapbox and letting the world know we have an incredibly effective solution for helping your brain deal with pain. And I've got to be careful here because, you know, chiropractic was never uh, designed, it wasn't started for our first several decades as really a pain relief type treatment. Uh, the whole objective always with chiropractic has been to optimize the way your brain and nervous system and your neurology called your central nervous system is working. And if we can get that system which controls your body functioning better, your body works better. And what happens is when the spine gets stuck, when it's not moving properly, you don't get the proper input up to the brain. And so now the brain's not firing and controlling itself the way that it's designed to, and that has an impact on your body. But what we've learned over the years is as we restore normal motion back to the spine, there is stimulation to the brain that does in fact have a significant effect on how the brain's functioning. Dr. Pat, are you familiar with pain gate theory? Absolutely. So why don't you explain that um, briefly because I think that starts to give people an understanding. And I guess here's our warning. Please, we beg you. Get into a chiropractor's office before you start down this path of opioids. You know, they're, they're a lot of times really hard to undo and sometimes for a lot of folks that are addictive. When in fact there's some really powerful natural solutions, a lot of times people think natural that in their mind they goes, ah, oh, but it doesn't work as well. Uh, that's crap. I mean, they really are, what we do with the way we can help fire off the nerve system helps with pain. Explain pain gate theory, Pat, because it kind of gets into the neurology behind how a chiropractor adjusting a spine helps the brain deal with pain. All right. Well, naturally, these um, nerve receptors that are in your brain and spinal cord, they have certain thresholds to reach before that they'll be stimulated in that aspect of pain. You know what I mean? So if you stimulate these nerves enough, they reach that threshold really quickly and they start sending off these um, sensations to the brain or these signals to the brain that tell it how to act against that pain. Um, and Whenever you start taking medication, whenever you start messing with that pain gate, that's going to change, that really just change that threshold. It raises the threshold up so that you can experience more pain, you can stimulate those nerve um, 
those nerve receptors even more before it actually hits that threshold and you experience pain. So it's not necessarily correcting why these nerves are firing, correcting why these nerves are experiencing that or reaching that threshold really quickly. It's really just raising up that threshold. And that's the wrong way to go about it. You know what I mean? You want to figure out what is causing that nerve, those nerve fibers, those nerve receptors to all be stimulated more quickly. And that's where you have to look at your body. You just have to look at what's going on with your body, what system is not working well, how you can adapt to that stress or that kind of stimulation on your body and then just work through it more naturally. Like I said, chiropractic is the perfect solution to that. You know what I mean? You're working on helping your body just to adapt to all this stress. You're helping it work on being preventative. So it's a really great solution to help this. Whereas you're not just covering up the problem and leading to bigger issues later. These drugs have so many other side effects. You know what I mean? Nowadays we see commercials about prescriptions for for like constipation, chronic constipation because people are, are on opioids. So not only are you taking these medications that are killing you, you're also creating other problems that you have another metaphor. So it's just, it's a bad process to go down. You want to just get to the root cause of your problem or the pain problems in your body. And like you said, chiropractic is not essentially looking at, at treating or covering up pain or targeting pain. It's just helping that nervous, that central nervous system to adapt better, to work better, to just function the way it should. So, well said, Dr. Pat. There's two components of that pain gate theory. The first, Dr. Pat, touched on is threshold. So when your nerves overstimulated, it fires off and you feel the sensation of pain much more easily. We keep talking about these nerve receptors, and there's a couple kinds of receptors. First, we should say uh, you have more of these receptors in the middle joints of the spine than anywhere else in your body. And that's why the chiropractic adjustment on the midline joints of the spine is such an effective and powerful tool to send information up to the brain. But what happens is there's a couple different receptors, friends, and so you have positional receptors. So how does your brain know where everything is? You know, I always think of like a football player catching a ball coming in over their shoulder. There's so many things going on with calculating how the speed of the ball coming in, what angle, you know, they're looking back at the ball with their eyes, but their hands are out in front of them catching the ball. There's the positional sense of that act uh, is even just reaching for a cup of coffee but not exactly looking at it out of the corner of your eye. That, that's proprioception. That's your body and your brain having awareness spatially of where, where your body is in space. Those, in, within the joints of the spine, there's another set of receptors that we call nociceptors. And noce is another word for pain. And what happens is as, as the joint gets stuck the joint does not fire the proprioceptive receptors as much, and what starts firing more are the pain receptors, the nociceptors. And so what, that's part of what changes that threshold. It's almost like it gets like uh, routed into the nerve system. So pain starts firing, pain, 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 and your body starts just listening to the pain firing more and more and more. And so, of course, the opioid we talked about is designed to kind of try to dial back that either the threshold or the way the brain's perceiving the pain. The chiropractic perspective of this is let's bring movement back into those joints and get the proprioceptors firing off so that there's something else for the brain to listen to. And my analogy is this is like a highway with, with only red cars driving on it. And that's all you've let on the highway is red cars, which are the pain cars, if you will. And that's all you're going to see driving by is red cars. Well, when we start to let other color cars onto the freeway, besides just pain, let's open back the exit ramps 
and let all kinds of color cars come on, it's not so easy to just pick out the red ones. And your brain sort of works the same way, friends. When you start, when, when a joint's been stuck in the spine, which happens from sitting, from falls, from traumas, from accidents, uh, the spine begins to not move properly. Your, your proper posture changes. And when you start getting adjusted, we start moving the spine again and stimulating those proprioceptors. We start stimulating those positional receptors and it's like letting other color cars onto the freeway so your brain's not paying attention to only the red cars. And that's called the pain gate theory. We get other information going to the brain so it stops paying such good attention. And then naturally, when we come over the top of that and address inflammation, because anytime somebody has pain, there's likely levels of inflammation, which again are bringing the body closer to that threshold Dr. Pat talked about. So we have powerful tools. And matter of fact, Dr. Pat, we'll do an entire show just on inflammation and how to reduce that because it's such an important component of pain. But that's the one-two punch we offer with chiropractic. We get motion back in the spine, start giving the brain something else other to listen to than the pain firing off. And then we dial down the inflammation so your body's not so close to threshold. And friends, we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of folks through our clinics who were able to help resolve these severe pain issues naturally and not even by us treating pain but by simply restoring normal function back to the spine normal neurological input back to the brain and now we see the body go back to homeostasis and, and work better that make that how did i do want to explain that dr pat that was perfect yeah that analogy the freeway analogy was spot on and that's essentially what we want our patients to come for you know what i mean it's not so much that they are targeting that pain, they come in to get better overall in their health. And we see um, this all the time. We see our patients come in, they have gone for other options, they were given muscle relaxants, um, these pain medications, things like that. And what we want to see is that they're fearful of these things. You know what I mean? They're afraid to take these because of the effects, because of the addictive effects, because of the um, sedative effects of these medications. You want to be living. You don't want to be sedated. You want to be affected by all the side effects of these drugs. So we want them to come in with some um, to get options, and we have a really good option solutions for this. Simply put, if you needed those meds to live, you would have them inside of you already. And by the way, your body does make a lot of these naturally. It's, it, it's when we start trying to regulate health from the outside in. Can we affect how you're feeling? Yeah. Does that make you healthier? No. It doesn't. At the end of the day, we always want you to be healthier from the inside out. So we're going to wrap this show up on opioids. Thanks, Dr. Pat, for being in here with us. Thank you for having me again, Doc. And thanks for listening into our podcast. We love and appreciate you all. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant week.